0: Hey, Double Shifters, it's Catherine. We are currently hard at work on shows for fall. But in the meantime, I want to share with you a podcast I'm really into. It's called Homemade. You may have heard me mention it on the show earlier this year, but I'm really amped that we're getting to share a full episode of it right here in our feed. So like you, I'm a podcast listener, and also sometimes I feel like I want a new show, or I'm in a listening rut, or I want to mix up my old standbys, or, (laughs) ahem... My favorite show is on hiatus and I need something new, which is why I am so glad I started listening to Homemade. It is a great storytelling show, perfect, engaging, and entertaining 20-ish minute episodes hosted by the excellent journalist Stephanie Fu. The show is all about family, community, and home, and what happens when you open the door and step into a new world whether that's a house, an apartment, a neighborhood, a new town, a new community, or even a new country. Some episodes are heart-wrenching, some are hilarious, and all of them are thought-provoking and downright unexpected. And they all tie into the diversity of home in America and the fundamental need for shelter and belonging that unites us all. There are also tons of great, strong mom characters in these episodes. I really enjoy them. The episode we're sharing with you today is about Philadelphia doctor, Quanda Roberts, who on the surface appeared to, quote, have it all a thriving practice, a big house in the suburbs, two kids, you know, the whole deal. But she harbored a secret dream to become an interior designer. Her chance came about when she renovated a dollhouse. Yes, a dollhouse that went viral on social media. But then the pandemic happened and Quanda was forced to make some really difficult life decisions. This episode is about ambition, fulfillment, and very real life conundrums faced by this fascinating Dr. Mom. Please enjoy this episode of Homemade and check out the whole series wherever you get your podcasts. There's also a link in the show notes. Thanks so much to Homemade for their support. So, one of my personal obsessions that I think so many families should consider is co housing. Our episode, Don't Call Me Mom, Call Me Ted, was set in a co-housing community, and we've also talked about it in other episodes. With its common spaces and strong community, it offers kids freedom and independence to roam and connect with nature that is honestly hard to find these days, all with loving neighbors invested in your kids' lives. Right now, there's an opportunity to actually get in on a great community that's about to start construction. Cohousing ABQ owns four acres of land along the beautiful Rio Grande, just minutes from downtown Albuquerque. The community already has 12 kids and many aunties and grandparents, and they've supported one another through COVID and before, creating a culture of trust, fun, and care. All they need to be complete is you. Go to cohousingabq.org slash thedoubleshift to check out their website and sign up for an info session. Honestly, browsing this website, this place looks really dreamy, and I'm not going to lie, it kind of makes me want to pick up and move to Albuquerque. So go check it out and learn more about how Co-Housing ABQ can become your village. That's cohousingabq.org slash thedoubleshift. It's also linked in our show notes.
1: This is the maternity ward of a hospital in Philadelphia. Over the last 20 years, Dr. Kwanda Roberts has birthed thousands of babies here.
2: I mean, it's probably one of the most intimate doctor-patient relationships that you'll have. And then, of course, nothing beats seeing the birth of a baby. It's a passion she discovered as a medical
1: student and a career that's given her a comfortable life. Nice home, two kids.
2: But that life was upended when the pandemic hit. When I say, you know, then I was terrified to go to work after that. Like I really had like PTSD. I was afraid to be in the hospital. I was, you know, just a mess really. And possibly the worst part of it was just the fear
1: of the unknown.
2: I was like, yeah, I can't be sick with something that we don't know how to treat, like at all.
1: The pandemic forced many of us to question our purpose and the direction of our lives. But for Kwanda, the answer to her fear and questions about who she was and what she wanted to do
2: was sitting inside a tiny dollhouse. And I was like, "Okay, well this feels almost as good as delivering a baby."
1: This is Home Made, an original podcast by Rocket Mortgage, about the meaning of homes and what we can learn about ourselves in them. I'm Stephanie Fu. In this episode, a career change in the middle of a pandemic. The doctor who dreamed of becoming a designer. Wanda grew up in Philadelphia, and from an early age, she always wanted to know. What was going on in people's houses? How did they decorate them? What color were their walls? How would it feel to live there? When she was 16, she was excited to get a car so she could go to open houses
2: and wander around. Or sometimes she wouldn't even wait for an open house. I just, I would ride around and look at the architecture and nobody ever had curtains up so you could see right into the house. And and I'd look inside and, you know, that looks like that place has like warm cookies in it. Everywhere she went,
1: Kwanda's eyes focused on the color of the walls, the furniture layout, the hardware on the cupboard doors. And she focused on how those choices made her feel. Welcoming, whimsical, formal... Quanda still remembers the room that elicited the strongest feelings of desire
2: for her as a kid, her friend Sherry's kitchen. I had never seen a white kitchen. Every kitchen I'd ever seen had stained wood cabinets and, you know, uh, tile floors. The cabinets were white. The countertops were probably some sort of fi- formica, whatever it was in in the 80s. But whatever it was, was like the best thing I'd, that I had ever seen, this white kitchen. Color choice for Quanda. Brought Up such strong emotions. Oh, I think color is everything. And the right, I mean, it completely can change your mood or how you feel. So, you know, bright, happy, airy, dark,
1: moody, homey, earthy. And there's plenty of science that supports this. It turns out that looking at all different shades of green encourages us to think more um, creatively. Sally Augustin is an environmental psychologist. She studies how things like the height of your ceilings or the color of your powder room can influence the way you feel. Also, we can think about the furniture. It may introduce some colors or wood grain. And um, when we see wood grain, we um, become less stressed. We feel less tense. Some shades of blue have been shown to cultivate trustworthiness. So banks, for example, will use a lot of blue in their offices. White, on the other hand, serves a different purpose. Because that helps you to keep like visual clutter in check. You also might want to use white in a space that you want people to link to cleanliness. So in a, a space where people are waiting for surgery, white walls might be a, a, a good option. But, you, you know, in any space, you always have to make sure it's not entirely white. Kwanda wanted to somehow recreate all of these color schemes and interior designs herself. I
2: used to go to Ikea and just sort of live in there, and I waited all year for the catalogs to come out. You know, they had these whole apartments in these tiny spaces, and i try to recreate them. Uh, in my bedroom, you know, and sort of make it like my own apartment when I was in high school.
1: But the carefree days of driving around looking at houses were coming to an end. But when it was time for Quanda to go to college, she didn't make what would have seemed like the obvious choice.
2: I didn't choose design as a career because I had no idea that it was an option. I thought you liked doing it, and so you just did it, like on your own home.
1: The thing is, Quanda had two passions. She loved design, and also, she'd always wanted to be a doctor. What did you love about medicine?
2: It's it's going to sound really corny, but the idea that you're helping people, and then you get paid for that. It just seemed like not a job to me, but like, like a dream. So she went to med school,
1: and in her third year, Kwanda got to step out of the classroom and start doing rounds.
2: It was what she'd always dreamed of, the chance to treat her patients. I went on rotation and you're supposed to be finding the thing that you have your passion for and I didn't like any of it. (laughs) So you sort of spend a little bit of time with the patient, but then you spend the rest of the day looking at their labs and their blood work and their vitals and trying to fix those things. And then you sort of, as the patient, may feel like the doctor didn't spend any time with me. So you're
1: you're helping them, but you're not really like, it doesn't feel like you're helping them because you're not interacting with them that much.
2: Exactly, exactly. And you just sort of treated the chart all day and you didn't actually interact with anyone or see if you improved anyone's life. It just, it just was not what I was, you know, hoping for. But that changed when she
1: discovered obstetrics and gynecology. First off, she was good at it.
2: I remember thinking I'm gonna do this exam the way I would want it when it's me. And the woman that I did the exam on was like, I didn't I didn't even feel that. That was like the that was like the best exam, you know, ever. And next, it felt so much more personal than other forms
1: of medicine. It required real empathy and care. Her specialty.
2: I mean, you're going to walk into my office, and in five minutes, I got to look at your JJ. I mean, it's like, it's, I mean.
1: After graduating med school in 2001, Quanda quickly established herself as a well-regarded gynecologist and obstetrician in Philadelphia, and she was able to buy a nice home in a nice neighborhood. But her life as a doctor wasn't easy. 24-hour shifts, many other hours on call waiting for babies to arrive. Kwanda would return home exhausted, looking for a stress buster. So she turned on the TV and she discovered all of these home renovation shows. So what did it feel like when you're watching these shows and they like unveil a beautiful
2: room? There's nothing like having a beautiful home to come to. And so to see that on TV and you see these reveals and, you know, the people cry and they're so moved because they didn't know that their home could look that way. And it's a wonderful thing to watch. It's like a little bit of joy.
1: The shows reconnected Kwanda to that old love of hers, interior design. And there were a lot of shows. Extreme Makeover Home Edition, Love It or List It, This Old House, Trading Spaces. Of course, the premise of most of these shows is the same. Dumpy Shack gets transformed into a modern-looking reno. Kwanda was addicted. You could call all of this the democratization of home decor. For Kwanda, like for many viewers, these shows gave people design ideas and building tips.
2: They empowered people to renovate their homes by themselves. This old house taught me how to do all of my lights and install like flooring. So for people who say TV is bad for you, they don't know what they're talking about because I made money, you know, hanging the light fixtures for nurses when I was in residency because I learned it on this old house.
1: And now that Quanda owned her own house, in her free time, she could tinker with the furniture layout, freshen up those window treatments, paint those cabinets white, whatever she wanted. She did it all on a budget, mostly buying all of her fixtures and decorations from Target and often selling her used decorations on Craigslist for about the same price she bought them for. Years passed like this. Quanda became a parent of two children. And in 2017, around Christmas, Quanda bought a dollhouse for her daughter. But she didn't like the pink and purple exterior. It looked too garish and stereotypically girly. So she repainted it with normal house colors. And then she couldn't help herself. She started redecorating it. And I literally had the time of my life doing it. She would sneak into the basement every night to work on it while her
2: daughter slept. Like, I'd move the furniture around and just sort of sit and look at it. And I just got this thought, like, almost like I didn't want to give it to her, you know? Like, she's going to ruin it and like change. I've, I've laid out the bathroom, and when I give it to her, the kitchen will be in the bedroom, you know? She'll play with it. It's not going to be uh, the, the, the way I want it. But of course, she reminded
1: herself the dollhouse wasn't for her, it was for her daughter. But then Quanda had
2: an idea. Why couldn't she make herself a dollhouse too? I just had a thought that um, I could buy the dollhouses for myself and I could entertain myself that way. These dollhouses would be a way for me to do it that would be cheaper and then, you know, I could save my house from myself.
1: <laughs> so Quanda went to Target and picked up a Magnolia dollhouse, one designed by Chip and Joanna Gaines from the show Fixer Upper. Fixer Upper was one of her absolute favorite shows. She loved Chip and Joanna, a husband and wife couple who specialize in clean, modern farmhouse style. A lot of white walls exposed wood beams called shiplap and neutral color palettes. The homes look clean, bright, and elevated while still being livable and cozy. And she decided that when she totally revamped this dollhouse,
2: it would be true to Chip and Joanna's farmhouse sensibility. So I... Took the steps out, but then I had to patch holes in the ceilings and buy new plywood. There was a lot of sanding and spray paintings. You know, I took an old school spindle bed, but I painted it black um, to give it that modern look. And then there's um, shiplap on the walls behind the bed just to give an accent wall. Um, There's a copper soaking tub. She made these cute accessories that if
1: they were life size, you would definitely want them a ladder towel rack for the bathroom, a bunk bed that looked like a barn, a chandelier made of antlers, and that copper tub and modern shower made the bathroom look so classy, like every day could be a luxurious spa day.
2: I want the copper tub so bad. If I could like get my big toe in it and just like soak the one toe, I would, because I'm, I'm in love with the bathroom that's in that house. Kwanda took some
1: pictures of her little creation. As she showed them around to her friends, they were in awe. A colleague told her to post the pics to social media.
2: He showed and told people it was an Airbnb. They all wanted to book it. Um, And they thought that I had remodeled my own home, that I was showing them live pictures. And her posts
1: immediately blew up. Quanah was getting tons of comments and requests for dollhouses from all over the world. I want to live here.
0: How did you make the marble kitchen island? That bathroom alone is better than my entire real apartment. Dude, this is a dollhouse. Dollhouse insanity. So, fixer-upper house?
2: And my phone actually froze with the notifications. And my phone could not, it literally was like, zip, 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 like all day. And I'm like, what, what is happening? In
1: early 2018, the dollhouse ended up in People magazine and Buzzfeed. She was featured on Good Morning America and the Today Show for a tiny house everyone wished they could live in. HGTV shared her post, and then
2: her neighbor's kid texted her with bigger news. She's like, did you look at Instagram today? And I'm like, no. And she's like, I would go look at my page if I were you. And she goes, Joanna Gaines likes your dollhouse.
1: Joanna Gaines. The Joanna Gaines. Her hero.
2: It was brilliant having the dollhouse go viral because of my design and I felt immediate validation.
1: The validation lit something within Kwanda that had been there
2: since she was a child. People were like, if you can do that in a dollhouse, like you can do that in my real house. All of those home makeover
1: shows Kwanda used to watch the big reveal at the end of the show, where the homeowners are blown away by what happened to their house. Most people watch that and dream of getting their own amazing home makeover. But that was never Quanda's thing.
2: I'm sort of there, but as the designer, like not the homeowner, do you know what I mean? From my point of view, um, watching the shows, I'm always the designer. But wait, Quanda was a
1: doctor. Being a doctor is prestigious and difficult and the only thing she'd ever allowed herself to want as a career. And especially being a single mother of two kids. Being a doctor meant financial security. But here she was, considering a risky mid-career change.
2: My neighbor, who I really love, my that lives right next door, he thinks I'm insane. And he's just like how are you going to live? Like, he's like that parent you're talking, you know, he's like, what are you going to do? Why are you doing this, that thing?
1: But if all of those people on the internet thought she could do it, maybe she could. So on top of her full-time job, Quanda went to design school, got an interior design certification and started a business. People started booking her as an interior designer immediately. Quanda was living out her dream. But it quickly became overwhelming.
2: so many clients, and I could work eighty to hundred hours a week. am I real and I'm not exaggerating. And then I was still doing the dollhouse stuff, and you were still being a doctor. Yeah, Wow. yeah. And then meeting clients on the weekends and dragging my kids with and it just it just very quickly became too much. I was like, I can't I can't do this.
1: essentially, you're you have you've got your dream job now. But you just don't have the time to do it.
2: I mean, I guess I was thinking I'll start the interior design business sort of slowly. And if I can make enough money at it, I'll cut back on my hours as a physician and sort of have these two different careers. You know what I mean? Like I'll I'll do both at the same time. But designers don't get paid
1: until the job is done. And the job doesn't always get done on time. For many projects... Kwanda had to wait months for payment. Those were tough terms for a single parent. Plus, she still felt that her patients were counting on her. So she was
2: killing herself every week. And it was disappointing for me because who would think that the dollhouse would go viral? Like, who would think that? It happened, and and yet I still can't do it. Like, I still can't. I still can't do it. By the fall of 2019, Kwanda
1: had had enough. In order to stay sane, she went back to full-time practice. And design went back to being a hobby. But soon after that, life for doctors changed radically.
0: COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic.
1: Strict new quarantine measures nationwide lockdown. All of a sudden, Kwanda found herself a frontline worker facing a global pandemic. She had to put herself in grave danger every single day when she went to the hospital, where they didn't even have enough personal protective equipment. Plus, her family got thrown into disarray.
2: I lost my child care, which is almost impossible for a single OBGYN. Nobody wanted to watch the kids of a healthcare worker. And you don't want to expose them either. It's bad enough. You have to come home and expose your family. Now you need to expose some other person to, you know, this virus. It must have been
1: a really complex feeling because on the one hand, everyone's clapping for first responders and making you out to be heroes. And on the other, it's, Like, well, I didn't sign up to be this kind of hero.
2: The whole thing was just terrible. It just was terrible from every angle, really.
1: Doctors and essential workers everywhere were asked to shoulder the same burden. If they were even able to hold on to their jobs. A few months in, Kwanda was furloughed because most routine gynecological appointments and elective surgeries were canceled. And then the pandemic became even more
2: personal for Kwanda. Her father contracted COVID-19. We were not allowed to go to the hospital at all. He was alone the entire time.
1: That's heartbreaking. From the beginning, the thing that you disliked about medicine in the first
2: place was feeling helpless. Exactly. And now here you are, you know, utterly helpless when you need to be. When, you're, when you need to be helpful or have some answers or solutions, you're like, I have no idea what we're dealing with and don't know how to treat it and you can't visit or see or do anything really with your emotions. After five weeks in the ICU, Quanda's father passed away. Like I really had like PTSD. I was afraid to be in the hospital. I was just a mess, really. After losing her father,
1: Quanda was too afraid to go back to work. She didn't want to contract COVID or expose anyone else to it, especially not her children. Her grief had transformed into a debilitating fear
2: you can't go out and then at some point i just realized i had sort of embraced that right there's nothing to do there's nowhere to go you don't put your clothes on and uh yeah it took it took me a little bit to be like hmm maybe i'm not you know i'm not doing as well as i think i am cuz i think we really haven't we we ate today and <laughs> that's that's kind of it
1: were you working on your dollhouses at this time
2: i was not i i i really i was not or design You know, I thought, these are frivolous. You know, it felt extra frivolous. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, I don't think I'm going to play with my toys. Quanda started to wonder how she could be helpful in the world if she wasn't going to be a doctor. The
1: answer came in the
2: form of another person's home. This wasn't even a job job. I have a friend of mine, single guy, who lives in your quintessential bachelor pad. And uh, I was just like, just give me like 500 bucks and I will redo your entire apartment. And I did the entire apartment from the kitchen, living room, bathrooms, you know, baskets for his shaving supplies, every single room. Kwanda saved her best for the guy's bedroom. I kind of made him a headboard out of some IKEA shelving and put the lights up and it was just super moody and I loved it. And there was a little bit of animal print. Like I took some risks in there so I wasn't sure how he was going to feel about it. And uh, so I opened the door to his bedroom and, you know, he's sort of behind me. And so I can't see his face and he's silent. And so my heart sinks because I'm like, oh my God, he hates it, you know? And I turn around to look at him and he's crying. He was crying. I know. I was like getting teary-eyed thinking about it. And I was like, oh my God. And he, I mean, you know, and he sort of clutched his chest and he was like, I can't believe it. And I was like, okay, well, this is feels almost as good as delivering a baby. I mean, it just, that, it did it for me.
1: It was that same feeling Quanda got that first day as a student in the maternity ward. That feeling of being able to help people, of being able to transform their lives. But she didn't have to go into the hospital to do it, and she didn't want to. Design wasn't just about making people's houses look good for Instagram. It was about conjuring feelings of comfort and joy. Which became especially true once people started spending so much more time at home. Suddenly, we needed office spaces where we could be productive, and we needed other areas to rest and relax. Quanda could help create that for people. Her passion for designing reemerged. And then, in the spring of 2020, Quanda got a completely unexpected message. Producers of the home makeover show Sell This House had seen the dollhouses and wanted Quanda to appear on the show as a designer. And did you kick ass? Like, if it was me, I would be like, oh my gosh, am I going to do, am I going to, like, live up to this thing that I've always dreamed of?
2: Oh my God, so this house was so much fun. I just decided to go for it and have fun and try to think less about how I did because I'm a perfectionist and I was totally outside of anything I've ever done.
1: An offer of two episodes turned into five. And Kwanda first appeared on AE on September 14th, 2020. The experience was so satisfying that it helped her realign her priorities for what she really wanted to do in life bring people joy.
2: Yeah, I just decided to go really part time at work and just, just go for it. Go for design, you mean? This life is short. Like, not, not, nothing is guaranteed for any of us. And so, I just really decided to take a leap of faith and start exploring some of these opportunities that were, that were coming my way. Kwanda is taking another shot at her design business.
1: She only works one shift a week at the hospital to pay the bills. That's it. So she has more time to focus on her children and the things she loves, like her dollhouses.
2: So I am going to take you guys on a house tour. I tripled the amount of storage when I redid this kitchen from what it was without adding a square inch. Totally changed the layout. Oh, I forgot about my chandeliers. In the dining room, there's like a brass. Plus,
1: she always makes time to keep tinkering in her own home. So how often are you redecorating? I redecorate
2: a lot. I mean, I really do. (laughs) It's embarrassing to say. I'm serious. But the house will not look exactly the same. I'm going to say like six months or so. Wow. I mean, I'm still on the journey here. So not, nothing feels done or uh, final. Um, even the design, right? There's always something to do. There's never done. It's There's always... The rooms are never done. I'm always thinking about... I was thinking about that earlier today. I mean, literally, it's constantly, you know, what can I do? How can I drive myself even more crazy in, in this house? Um You know, so that work is is never done. I'm sure my personal growth and transformation will hopefully never be done.
1: It isn't always as easy to rearrange your life as it is to rearrange your living room. But sometimes it's just as necessary to be able to sit, look around at what you've created, and feel something real, something joyful. You've been listening to Home Made by Rocket Mortgage. My name is Stephanie Fu. You can reach us at rocketmortgage.com slash homemade. To find links to Kwanda's dollhouses, check the show notes. Thanks for listening.
0: Equal Housing Lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030.